I'm going to stop that incredible song right there before there's lots of profanity and really bad references. Um, that is, of course, one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, Love the Way You Lie uh, by Eminem and Rihanna. Um, came out in uh, 2010 when I was a sophomore. Uh, yeah, I was a sophomore in college, my second semester, and I love that song so much. Uh, I have a lot of special memories that I associate with that song when I was in college. Um, and I started, I, I decided to start this episode with that particular number because our first story obviously has to do with Eminem and Rihanna, which is really interesting because it's totally nostalgic of my, uh, my youth. But I hope everybody's having a great start to the week. I am, it's been really busy, uh, quite productive, which I always like. Because, you know, I, I feel as though, and I, I'm sure many of you are sort of in the same boat with me, the first couple weeks of the year you want to be really productive and proactive and then eventually you get into a groove and you're like okay rather than thinking on my day-to-day schedule or or appointments as being quote-unquote productive they become routine and then your day it's just easier for you to you know go through everything which is great um so you don't sort of set yourself up you know for a more stressful type of schedule if you know what i mean but i don't know 2021 you know new goals new you know new stuff going on all the even though it doesn't really feel like a new year because, you know, everything is sort of being carried on from 2020 to 2021 with regards to the political stories and, of course, COVID. Um, but, yeah, you know, aside from that, it's, uh, it's all good. But since yesterday, what else? What have, I, what, have, what, have, what have I done? I've watched some more episodes of The Sopranos. By the way, I'm now on season five, episode two. And I want to say my favorite episode of The Sopranos thus far is season four, episode 13, White Caps. James Gandolfini, the late great James Gandolfini, um, and Edie Falco are just incredible in that scene. They are true pros at their craft, and they're magnificent on that show. And if you haven't watched Sopranos again, I'm not paid to sponsor HBO Max or where I'm watching the show or the show. It's literally one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It is just perfection, and I, I can't get enough of it, and I'm really trying as hard as I can not to plow through the show because when it's done, it's done and there's two more seasons left and I'm really, you know, trying to savor it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's really hard to watch at times. You know, there was a particular episode um, in season four where one of the main characters is really struggling with substance abuse and uh, I don't even want to go, I can't, I'm not going to go into the graphics of what happens, but the pet that he shares with his girlfriend passes away as a result of his, um, you know, substance abuse problem. And, you know, as you know, I've said many a time before, I'm a huge animal lover. I have a dog. I've always had dogs. And it's one of those shows that's really hard. But after I watched the episode, I, I cried my eyes out and had to go kiss and smother my dog with love. 
Um, by the way, my dog turned three years old on New Year's Eve, which is really exciting. My, my chai boy turned three, and we, me and my best friend, who I co-own the dog with, um, got him cookies and uh, just food for dogs, you know, rice and chicken. Um, you know, give him extra treats and extra love, even though he gets so much love every day. Um, and uh, I just I love doggies. They're the best. Um, but aside from that, I, uh, I think we're going to go into our four stories of the day. They're four really good stories for you. Um, pretty diverse and, you know, uh, what, what's going on in the world of pop culture. But um, that's what I like. That's, you know, that's what your girl, Andrew DeVitri, a.k.a. the mistress of pop culture, is here to do. That's my job. That's my job. So I guess without further... Uh, further prolonging of what's going on in the world. Let's, uh, let's get to our stories now. Um, just give me a quick second. I don't know why this keeps happening. I keep pulling out my stories and then they just like disappear. I don't know why that happens. So just bear with me. I love the song, Love the Way You Lie. You know what else I associated with? Um, Gossip Girl, because it wasn't an episode where Chuck and Blair are like, uh, showcasing the love for one another. And it's just, it's everything of the sort. So, since I can't... Oh, here it is. Okay. First story from TMZ. Eminem. I'm really sorry, Rihanna. No memory of recording, quote, stupid old disc. Now, there's been a bit of... I think a bit of a... I don't want to say... Bad blood between them, but I guess something surfaced in 2020 and 2020 with regards to them not... I don't know. Let's read it one last sec. Eminem already apologized to Rihanna for an old leaked disc... By saying sorry on his new track, Zeus, but he's going the extra mile to show how sorry he is. Shady opened up about the leaked snippet of, quote, things get worse during a serious XM interview Monday, saying that he doesn't have any recollection of recording the verse in which he raps that he sides with Chris Brown. This shortly after Chris Brown assaulted Rihanna in 2009. Ooh, that ain't good. M's controversy, controversial verse, quote, I'm not playing Rihanna. Where'd you get that VD at? I don't know what VD stands for. Let me add my two cents. Of course, I sat with Chris. Brown, I'd beat the bleep down too if she gave my uh, a male part in Itch Now. Uh, it, he scrapped it from the vinyl version of his 2019 collab with B.O.B. Oh my gosh, that's horrible and atrocious. The rapper says he told his manager after the leak that he had no idea how someone got it, but also claims, quote, I have zero recollection of even remembering doing that verse. I'm added, the rhyme scheme doesn't even sound like familiar for me. So I was caught off guard too. I was like, what the F? I said that. Uh, Shady says it's no excuse and calls it effing stupid of him to record the verse, but claims at the time he was relearning how to rap due to his addiction issues. He says he believes he just went with it because it rhymed, but adds he should have thought better of it. Of course, on Zeus, Eminem addresses Rihanna directly with the lyrics and wholeheartedly apologies Rihanna for that song leaked. I'm sorry, Ri, it wasn't meant to cause you grief. Sounds like he's set on making amends, but it's still unclear if the same goes for his brewing beef with Snoop Dogg. Now, I haven't reported about that, but anyways, I have many thoughts on Eminem and Rihanna. First of all, you should, even, even in anger or, or addiction or whatever somebody's going through, you should never poke fun or, or uh, capitalize on domestic abuse or violence, because it's a very serious thing. What Rihanna went through was horrifying and horrific and, you know... Uh, I think it's important, actually, if everybody goes on YouTube and watches her interview with Oprah where she discusses it and what went down in her um, sort of current stance on her relationship with Chris Brown whenever the interview took place. I understand that Eminem is supremely talented and probably one of the most talented rappers of all time, arguably, if not the most. But I, I don't want to say give him a pass because nobody gets a pass for 
you know, talking like that. But if somebody, if he's, he has come out saying he is sober and he uh, really struggled with substance abuse, you know, one's mind isn't, there's no clarity there. So it's obviously really tough. But I think, you know, just him apologizing to Rihanna and owning up to what he said, if in fact he said it because he says he doesn't have any recollection, which he might not, which might be true. I'm not one to judge. I don't, you know, I don't have his mind. Then that's good. And I think it should be, you know, uh, resolved between him said party A and said party B, him and Rihanna, versus, you know, going through managers and whatnot. Um, but I love Eminem, and I love Rihanna, and I love Love the Way You Lie. And I, I, uh, I also find it really interesting that Mariah Carey infamously had a beef with um, Eminem, and she did that iconic video in 2009, Obsessed. Why are you so obsessed with me? I love that song. It's one of my favorites, and the music video is hilarious, and she's dressed up as Eminem. And um, I know Eminem had a, a diss track of her, but I feel like that's, you know, the rap game. And I'm not too privy on what goes on and in the intimate detailings of <laughs> all that nonsense. Um, but I hope that this, is all, this can all get resolved because, you know, artists should be getting along. And especially in a current climate of which we are all in, where everybody, there's a lot of animosity and a, animosity and a lot of uh, disagreement and uh, just fighting, you know, for various reasons. Um, it's like the girl in Mean Girl says, can we all just get along? The girl in, in, in Dan, uh, not Daniel Francese, uh, Dame Mean Girls. She doesn't even go here. By the way, I haven't watched Mean Girls in so long. Speaking of Mean Girls and Rachel McAdams, I, if you're a Marvel fan, a Doctor Strange fan, I, it was announced on deadline that Rachel McAdams is tapped to come back for Doctor Strange 2, which is really exciting. She obviously played a uh, doctor in the first one with Benedict Cumberbatch at the hospital before he became Doctor Strange. And uh, I'm a huge Marvel Universe nerd, uh, Avengers and whatnot, so this is just so thrilling and so exciting, and I can't wait to, you know, see her back on the big screen. So, yeah. Anyways, okay, our second story of the day is from E! News about two people that I really love, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Obviously, I'm a fan of Olivia Wilde from when she was on The O.C. as Alex, Misha Barton's girlfriend, and Harry Styles I obviously love from uh, 1D. One Direction and his um, budding acting career, which is so exciting. Um, but the news broke very recently, which is so exciting, that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde confirm romance while holding hands. This was sort of the first news that I uh, woke up to today, and I was like literally screaming because I was like, these two are just so cute. So this is from E! News. Bet you didn't expect to see this headline in 2021. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde seem to confirm their new romance after the pair stepped out together to celebrate a friend's wedding. As seen in the photos obtained by Page Six, the former One Direction singer and Hollywood actress held hands as they attended the vows of Jeff Azoff, who serves as Harry's manager, and Glenn uh, Christiansen. Ooh, pretty. Uh, Olivia sported a floral dress with a pink headband, while Harry opted for a classic suit with a white button-down shirt. The pair matched in black masks before the watermelon sugar singer changed into a robe to pose for pictures with the newlyweds. Newlyweds, excuse me. A source tells E! News Olivia and Harry were, quote, coupley at the weekend in Montecito, California and stayed at the same hotel overnight ooh, before heading back to L.A. Another, inside, um, another insider confirmed Olivia's romance with Harry has been going on for a little bit, for a while. Um, a little while, adding that people in their inner circle have known about it for several weeks. Quote, um, they shared a room and did everything together. Ooh, it's like great. It's like high school people talk like that. Ugh, e! News is just so crazy. I love it. Um, the insider added they had a great time and are very happy. E! News has reached out for both parties for comment. The romance speculation comes after Harry signed on to Olivia's upcoming psychological thriller, Don't Worry Darling, which, he is, which she is directing and producing. 
Um, in a recent interview with Vogue, Olivia and the film's costume designer, Ariane Phillips, revealed they were more than thrilled to have Harry be part of the project. Quote, she and I did a little victory dance when we heard we officially had Harry in the film because we knew that he has a real appreciation for fashion and style, Olivia shared. Um, I'm really grateful that he is so enthusiastic about the element of the process. Some actors just don't care. And when Harry decided to wear a dress, I love this photo, by the way. And when Harry decided to wear a dress for his own Vogue photo shoot, Olivia is one of the, his most vocal supporters. Quote, to me, he's very modern. And I hope that this brand of confidence as a male that Harry has, truly devoid of any traces of toxic masculinity, is indicative um, of his generation and therefore the future of the world, she told Vogue. I think uh, he is in many ways championing that, spearheading that. That's pretty powerful and kind of extraordinary to see someone in his position redefining what it can be, what it can mean to be a man with confidence. Um, and then obviously back in November, E! News confirmed that Olivia and Jason Sudeikis had ended their seven-year engagement in, in 2020. But I feel like um, very recently I saw paparazzi photos of them together, but I don't know. Um, I think this is so great. I mean, Olivia Wilde is so fantastic. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Booksmart, which she directed with Lisa Kudrow, Beanie Feldstein, and um, that other very talented actress who's going to be in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. And I love Harry Styles, and they're true artists, and they're visionaries, and of course, Harry Styles is just everything of the sort, and Olivia, uh, same, for, same, is to, same is to be said for Olivia Wilde. Um, not to mention they're just visually like stunning, so I can't even handle it. It's like looking into the sun. You have to shut your eyes when you look at them. But this is magnificent, and uh, they're gorge. So congratulations to the new couple. Um, and I wish them happiness, and congratulations. Uh, our third story of the day is also for me news. Someone that I love, and someone that actually I don't think I've ever talked about on the business of pop culture, and that is Emma Stone herself. Obviously, I've been a huge fan of her since uh, The House Bunny and, of course, La La Land. And she has the upcoming Corella DeVille movie where she plays Corella DeVille herself, which I cannot wait to see her star in. But um, it was released today on E! News. Emma Stone is pregnant, expecting first baby with Dave McCary. This is so thrilling. Emma Stone is, of course, notoriously private, but that's okay. And that's why I love her. And that's what makes her more interesting. <laughs> and she has just the most beautiful eyes. She's those, like stunning cat eyes and gorgeous red hair. Oh, also, of course, Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Um, but I love Emma Stone, and she's one of my favorite actresses, and I just can't even handle it. But let's read the story, then we'll dissect. Um, Emma Stone is expecting a baby with uh, the love of her life. A source tells E-News, Emma is pregnant and just loves married life. The photo is published by the Daily Mail, Monday, January 4th. On Monday, January 4th, um, Emma's cradling her baby bump while on a walk in LA. Wait, I'm going to click this photo really quick because actually I haven't seen the photo. I just read the article. So let me see here. I just pulled up the website. Um, she's wearing a mask. And yes, she's pregnant. Wow. Oh my gosh. She looks beautiful. You guys, you should check out these photos. She's wearing a mask and she's got her baby bump. Um, oh my gosh. Beautiful Emma Stone. I wonder where she's walking because I love going for walks in LA too. And, you know, I love to walk where all the celebs go. Sorry, I'm just like literally Googling her fabulous photos. Um, okay, sorry, to continue this article. Um, uh, this will be her first child with Saturday Night Live writer Dave McCary. The couple has yet to publicly address the news, and Emma's team has not yet responded to E! News' request for comment. 
uh, this past summer, people confirmed that the actress and writer had exchanged vows, though the details about the ceremony remain unknown. Their wedding took place nearly a year after the couple announced their engagement. In December 2019, the duo made the big reveal by simply sharing a photo of Emma's dazzling pearl engagement ring and a huge heart emoji on Instagram. Since then, the pair has returned to their low-key lifestyle away from the spotlight. For his part, Dave didn't post about the n- his now wife or their wedding plans in any capacity, and Emma has just stayed tight-lipped. Um... I love the Daily Mail. The Daily Meal. I love the Daily Mail. They're just, like, so invasive, which is, like, not good. But, I mean, I love Emma Stone. And she looks so stunning. And, you know, obviously a, uh, a woman who is caring with child is a beautiful thing. And congratulations to Miss Stone and her man. And I bet she's going to be a fabulous mother, especially because she's besties with Jennifer Lawrence. And do you remember those iconic paparazzi photos of Jennifer Lawrence, Adele, and Emma Stone getting dinner in uh, New York? I can't even, I can't just, I, I can't even handle that. Like, what a group. What a crew. Um, so, yeah. Now, our fourth and final story of the day is about, I've never talked about this gal on the Mistress of Pop Culture, but I love her so much because I was the biggest fan of her on the show The City on MTV, and that is, of course, Whitney Port. Uh, I love the city because it introduced me to Kelly Catrone and obviously Olivia Palermo. Um, but it's actually, it's really sad news and it's it's sad to be reporting, but um, I just love her so much and it's very brave for her to be so honest. And this is from E! News. Whitney Port shares she suffered second pregnancy loss. Very, very sad. Whitney Port's 2021 is starting off with heartbreak. On Monday, January 4th, The Hill's new beginning star and podcaster revealed that she recently suffered a pregnancy loss. Her second in less than two years, Whitney, 35, shared via Instagram that she and husband Tim Rosen, uh, Rosen, Roseman had planned to document both their pregnancy and house renovation journey prior to the loss, noting, quote, this is not an easy one. Quote, sadly, I lost the pregnancy, Whitney described. Timmy and I weren't sure if we still wanted to put this out there. I wasn't sure if I wanted to relive the pain. However, this time around, I felt differently about the situation. Last time, I don't think I was ready to have another child, and I had different feelings about the miscarriage. This time, I really connected. The reality TV veteran said she was, quote, actually excited and enjoying the pregnancy writing. I envisioned it all. I'm sad, but I'm okay, and we will try again. Yes, Whitney Poor, you will. Whitney and Tim, who wed in 2015 after three years together, are parents to three-year-old son, Sonny. The toddler is featured in the new couple's latest YouTube video, which includes footage of Whitney discussing the early stages of her pregnancy. Um, quote, oh my gosh, her son's beautiful. Oh my gosh, Whitney does not age. She's so beautiful. Um... Quote, a few months ago, Timmy and I found out I was pregnant. Uh, Text included in the video, we were so happy. I was sure I was having a girl connected to that idea and feeling immediately. Sadly, I lost the pregnancy. After a lot of consideration, we decided to still make the videos. At one point in the footage, Whitney, Whitney told Tim she's, quote, enjoying being pregnant so I can relax and not feel guilty about it. We get all this time at home. Um, and we have nowhere to be, she explained, but I'm also ready to have a baby so I can be in charge of my body and what I put in it and not ever have to have any anxiety about getting pregnant ever again. Uh, Whitney concluded her post with a message to fellow parents experiencing pregnancy loss. Quote, um, I also have so much sadness in my heart for anyone that has to go through this or has gone through this, she shared. I know that, I know though, I know through our community that we will share, band together and support because I always do. Um, first of all, I have to say, I'm so sorry to Whitney and her husband for the loss. I can't even imagine how painful that is, but Whitney's using her platform to vocalize what probably so many women go through and, and suffer in silence. And it's great 
I always say this, you know, when, when uh, celebrities use their platform to advocate for strength and, and, you know, sharing that, you know, Whitney Port's just like any, any other woman who, you know, endured a tragedy. So my heart goes out to her and her husband, but just like she said, she'll try again and it'll be successful and she has a beautiful son. And um, I just love Whitney. You know, I loved her. She seems like such a good person, a great gal with, her, with a good head on her shoulders and um, her and Lauren's friendship will be everything from uh, uh, the hills. Um, but yeah, love her. All right, everybody, that is my Tuesday episode of The Mistress of Pop Culture. Once again, I'm Andrew Dimitri. I extend my gratitude to all of you who are listening and tune in. I thank you so much. I love doing this. This is probably the most exciting thing and, and uh, just fulfilling job I've ever had. And um, I love pop culture, and I'm just so grateful that you tune in to listen. Thank you so much. You can stream my podcast, Mr. Pop Culture, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Podcast, uh, Pocket, Podcast Radio, Spotify, iTunes, um, the Podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere podcast stream. Um, thank you so much, you guys. Be safe. Wear masks. We're still in a global pandemic. Be kind to one another, and lots of love, and I'll be back with y'all on Wednesday. All right. Bye.